He has been everything. I don't know if anybody believes me, but he's been everything. Amen. Uh, I, I said this before, and I might have to keep saying it again, that, that the level of your praise is how you view God. Amen. If he's okay, he get okay praise. If he all right, he get all right praise. I think God dope. So I think something dope. I think something dope. I get excited about it. I get energetic about it when I see my favorite thing going on. So if you think God is dope and God is everything, that's when you give him your best praise. He deserves the best. Amen. I think he dope because I can breathe. Amen. I don't, I don't know nothing about y'all. I think he dope because I can breathe. I woke up this morning in my right mind. I can see. I got out the bed. I was hurting a little bit, but my wife. I know people in the hospital. I know people that ain't here today. People in the grave. So for God waking me up, that is enough for me to go in and go all out. Amen. Amen. He is worthy of our praise. We're going to have a quick word of prayer. And then the children will be released. The younger ones, the uh, seven and under to go to children's church. Amen. We're going to have a quick word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we come boldly to the throne of grace. We thank you for your strength and your mercy in the time of need, Father God. We thank you for the worship this morning, oh God, for them ushering in your presence, oh God. But we got to tell you how good you are, how great you are, how awesome you are, how worthy you are. We got to tell you that we love you. We appreciate you. We are thankful for everything you have done in our life to this point, oh God. We thank you, oh God, for all of 2019, Father God, even though it's not over already. But we thank you for everything thus far, Father God. And we believe you have more in store for us, oh God. So we just saying thank you oh God for what's ahead of us in our future and we give you your praise in advance even though we can't see it we're giving you glory already even though we don't know how it's going to come to pass we're saying thank you already today Father God for what you're going to do in this next season in our lives Father God now I pray that your word goes forth oh God it produces some change oh God today oh God in our hearts and our minds oh God help us to be on one accord with you in Jesus name we pray amen amen amen, amen. hallelujah hallelujah Children, y'all may be released, the younger ones. We're going to take y'all in the back, amen. And as you know, most of you know, we're in a series called Application, amen. amen. Can y'all stand up real quick? We're going to read the scripture real quick, and then y'all can sit down. Uh, if y'all get up anymore, to be on you, amen. We're going to stand up and honor God's word. Matthew 22, if you have your Bible, your phone, you're more than welcome to turn. But if not, cool, I'm going to bring it to you on the screens, amen. amen. Matthew 22, starting with verse 34, and it says this. But when the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together. Then one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question, testing him and saying, Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. Turn Technology. Amen. Praise God. And this is the first and great commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. If you don't mind, shake somebody's hand and tell them today, I love. I love. I love. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. The running definition we've been using for the word application for this series is simple. The application is the action of putting something into operation. That if I'm going to apply something, when I download an app on my phone, whatever the case may be, I am putting something into operation. That's what application means. So today's challenge consists of us downloading I love. But before we can download what I love is, we must first understand what is love. 
Do we know the definition of love? Well, my friend Webster Dictionary says this. The definition of love is an intense feeling of deep affection, a great interest and pleasure in something. The verb is to feel a deep romantic attachment to someone. That's the definition in our, in our English uh, dictionaries. But it didn't break it down enough for me because I didn't see a difference. What am I supposed to say? If I love a person, I love a beverage, do I still use the same word as love? And is loving a person in a beverage really the same thing? I mean, I love lemonade. I, I, I love Kool-Aid, praise God. Amen. But I love my wife. I use the same word love, but do they really mean the same thing? So I love the Bible because the Bible just, just, just doesn't use the word love. It uses specific words that mean love when it's talking about specific things. Amen. So in the Bible, there are four different times a word is used for love. And they're up there on the screen. The first one is storge, which is the type of love is given as empathy or a bond. Like liking something through the fondness or familiarity. Family members, uh, natural parents, and a child. This is what storge love is. The Bible uses this in certain instances. Another word it uses is philos, which is where we get the type of brotherly love. My brother, my friend, my bond. This is where they get the name Philadelphia from. That's why it's called the city of brotherly love because of philos love. The next type of love is eros, which we get our American word erotic from. This is the type of love between a husband and a wife, a man and a woman. And I don't have to explain that anymore. Amen. Praise God. Amen. We know what that is. Amen. We're familiar with that one. And the last type is agape, which is more abstract than the others. Agape is the word in which Jesus is using in this particular text. The word in Greek is agapo, and it's the highest form of love. It is charity. It is unconditional love. It is selfless love. And as Christians, this is the type of love we must achieve. So I have a question to you, for you, excuse me. Why is love so important to God? Why is love so important? Why does God make love a central theme? The whole Bible is a book about love. And why is love is so important? Most of us probably would think that obedience is the most important thing to God. That God wants us to obey. We hear that all the time. Obey. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Obey, obey, obey. And we hear that all the time. But my thing is... I think love is more important. Why? Because love is what produces obedience. Amen. Don't miss that. Jesus said, if you love me, then keep my commandments. Amen. Then if you ask for anything in my name, I'll do it for you. So his whole contention for giving us what we want is based on our love for him. Amen. So obedience breeds love. Let's look at what the Bible says. First John chapter four says this. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Amen. So love is so important to God. Why? Because it is the embodiment of who God is. Love produces obedience. Love produces the fruits of the spirit. You know, on the list, the first one is love, which means I can't get joy. I can't get peace. I can't get long suffering. I can't get patience. I can't get none of that self-control until I have some love. So God is saying you must plant seeds of love to get the harvest of what I have for you. And it trips me out because the world tells us to be hard. It tells us to be this and be that. And then it tells us love is for suckers. That's why brothers don't want to get married. They say love is for suckers. You're weak if you love her. You should that. And we get this mind frame from a young image that we need to be players and be all this. But love, but the Bible said what? That God is love. So if all that is being real and being love is a sucker, what is it saying about God? See, the world systems infect us. But once you look at the Bible from the perspective of God's love, you understand the reason he put in laws in place and gave us instructions and gave us direction. Why? 
is because he loves us. From the beginning, from the beginning, he didn't want Adam and Eve to eat from the tree, not because he was being mean, not because he was trying to control them. It was because he knew sin would corrupt them and change their lives. But because of our appetite for sin and our appetite to please ourselves, when we don't get what we want, we view God as a hater and not the father. When we don't get what we want, when we want it how we want it, the exact time, and we want it when we want it, we don't get it. We think something wrong with God. And we don't realize he's the father and not a hater. See, this makes us, he's the father that makes us the child. So guess what? We act like our child do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pastor's trying to help you. I can let me today. I, I promise I'm trying to help you. It's like when our kids ask for candy all the time. Praise God. The reason, their reason is if I ask daddy for candy, I want this Starburst, this Skittles, these Sour Patch Kids. I want them because they're going to make me happy all the time. I love that sugar. I love how it feels. It gets me bouncing off the walls. It feels good. I love it. I love it. And when daddy don't give it to them, what they get mad and they think daddy don't want to see me happy. Daddy's mad because he don't want to give me what I need to be happy. But guess what? Daddy can see what you can't see. Um, daddy can see your stomach aches. Daddy can see these trips to the dentist we about to have because your teeth jacked up. Daddy can see all the problems you bouncing off the wall. Daddy can see you being malnutrition if I give you candy all the time. Daddy can see all that so I don't give it to you. And daddy's reply is, son, I know what's best for you so you can't have it. And then we get mad when God do us the same way. Uh, help us out, help us out. We get mad when God do us the same way. Daddy, why can't I have sex before marriage? It's good for her, it's good for me. And I, I want it, she want it, it's good for her, it's good for me. But dad is like, guess what? I can see what you can't see. I can see a bunch of diseases in the future. I can see a bunch of unwanted pregnancies. I can see a bunch of homes broken and fathers ain't in them. I can see a bunch of abortions. I can see all this. So it ain't that I don't want you to have it. I set it up for marriage. But because you can't see what I can't see, that's why I won't give it to you because I love you. You must understand that God is good and he won't withhold any good thing from you. And if God ain't gave it to you yet, it's because he loves you. Don't miss that, amen. Uh, did you hear what I said? He won't withhold any good thing from you. But the reason you might not have it yet is because he loves you. Because if he give it to you in the wrong season, you're going to use it for the wrong reason. Praise God, amen. If he give it to you at the wrong time, you might kill yourself. If he give it to you at the wrong time, you might not only hurt you, your children, and put yourself in a predicament you can't get out of. So don't be mad you ain't got it yet. Just get prepared for it when it comes. Praise God. Hey, Jesus, Jesus. So we're talking about love. Let's look at the text. Uh, first 9 says this. In this, the love of God was manifested toward us that God sent his only begotten son into the world. That we might live through him. And this is love. Not that we love God. But that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Wow, 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 wow. Look at what God is saying. That's why we got to start with God and downloading the I love. We got to first love God. Amen. Before we get to any further, we got to love God. So God is saying this. Check this out. My love was manifested toward all y'all when I sent my son into the world that we might live through him. So God is saying, I want y'all to live through me because this world is jacked up. To get what y'all need to get, I have things for you, but you got to learn to live through me. And to do this, I'm going to send my son. So it's not that we love God, but that he loved us. My God, my God. I love God. I love God. Because when I wasn't thinking about him, he still had me on his mind. When I was crazy in my sin, he still had me on his mind. When I was gone far off and the devil had me trapped, had me bound, doing whatever I thought I should have been doing, God still said I love them and I got something for them. No matter how far away I went, 
It wasn't far away from his love. And then he said, God sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Amen. Y'all know how to shout. Praise God. Amen. We're going to do a shouting class one day. Y'all missed that. Uh, to be the propitiation for our sins. I probably wait. I'm not shouting. Y'all don't know what propitiation means. Okay, okay. Propitiation is this. Uh, you know what it means to be guilty, right? Amen. Amen. Guilty means that I did the crime and I, and, and I got caught. So it's like going before a judge. I'm guilty of the crime. The judge is sitting there. He says, you know what? Because of your crimes, I'm going to give you life. You're not getting out. You're sentenced to life. You're going to die here. And then the judge's son comes in and says, wait, dad. I'm going to take their sentence. Praise God. Amen. Y'all ain't feeling that. Amen. That I should have been dead. I deserve it. I'm guilty. I'm guilty. I did it. I'm wrong with two left shoes. I've been caught red-handed. But the judge's son comes in and says, I'm going to take their charges. Amen. So because he did that, God is saying, that's how much I love you. And all I want is your love in return. Look at this verse, verse, verse 19. It says it right there. We love him because he first Loved us. Amen. That's what it's about today. Amen. I love I love God so much. Why? Because if I think back over my life and all the times that I should have been gone, I should have been dead, so many things went wrong, I realized that it was God that was keeping an eye on me all this time. Amen. I love him because he first loved me. Amen. Amen. So 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 the second thing, after I, I download, I get I love in my spirit, I love God. The next thing I gotta do is what? I gotta love my brother. Praise God. Amen. Amen. I got to love my brother. We still in 1 John chapter 4. Look at this. Look at what John says. It's the message version. If anyone boasts, I love God and goes right on hating his brother or sister, thinking nothing of it, he is a liar. My God. If he won't love the person he can see, how can he love the guy he can't see? The command we have from Christ is blunt. Love going, excuse me, loving God includes loving people. You've got to love both. Amen. Amen. I encourage every believer to read 1 John. That's a salvation check. Amen. The book of 1 John. If you think you're living right, John, I got something for you. Amen. Uh, you better check your heart right here. It's a heart checking book. Amen. So I encourage, encourage every Christian to read the book of 1 John because he shows things that we need to apply to our life because John writes in love in such a way that he wants every Christian to be confident in God when it's judgment time. He wants us to be confident when we got to sit before God and we lived our life and it's time to go to heaven and God opens that book. He wants us to understand that we know that we love God and we loved our brother. Amen. This is how we have. This is how we know we have nothing to fear because we love God and we loved our brother. Amen. Amen. But look, look, look at verse 20. If someone says, I love God and hates his brother. He is a liar. Wow, wow, wow. My God, my God. I don't know if it's too many times. The only time I see a liar being called in the Bible is when the Bible describes the devil. Uh, the Bible said Jesus said he's a liar since the beginning. So, so, so he said he who says he loves God and hates his brother is a liar. Amen. There are people in church today that are liars. Praise God. Amen. 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 There are some liars in the church. And John is trying to help us. He's saying this. Uh, 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 you lying because you say you love me, but you hate the person you can't see. Wow. How does that work? How do you love the Lord and hate your brother? That's an oxymoron. Amen. amen. How do you love God and hate your brother? I'm sorry, but I've met some people like that, amen, that love God and love God with all their heart they say, but hate their brother. How do you love God, but you hate me? Amen. How can I love God and hate what he loved most, which is people? Mm, amen. That don't make sense to me. There are Christians who go to church every Sunday and hate their brother and sister. Maybe it's somebody close to them. Maybe it's somebody they know, a friend. I don't know what it is. And it trips me out because they haven't forgave them. 
And maybe God just keeping them alive because he said they need some grace and mercy too. Because I don't want you to bust hell wide open for not loving somebody. You need to get your heart together. You need to get your mind together because why are you hating this person when you claim you loving me? Maybe you're giving them time to repent and forgive. So you have a brother or a family member I'm asking you today to reconcile. I ain't saying I got to hang out every day, but you got to reconcile. I ain't saying I got to be best friends no more, but you got to reconcile. You got to have some peace about it, amen. You got to know that if I see you, ain't no funny feeling no more. If I see you, I don't want to look like that. I don't want my heart to get clammed up because I got to reconcile because I got to make sure I'm right with God. Amen. Amen. We have to get right with people. Why? Because tomorrow is not promised. Amen. Anybody reading newspapers in here, it's an obituary section. Amen. amen. And every single day that thing filled up. Every single day that thing is filled up for multiple reasons. And everybody that's in there don't get to be old. Amen. Amen. So God is saying you must reconcile. Make sure your heart is clear. There's nothing worse when you know you need to reconcile and it's too late. I've seen their family members that can't reconcile anymore because they were mad and bitter with each other when they were on earth. And now somebody's died. They were before the casket. They crying and upset and hurt when they could have had the conversation on earth. Wow. So please reconcile. Also, what does love do? Love solidifies my Christianity. Amen. Amen. Love solidifies my Christianity. Another way of saying this is love validates my relationship with Jesus. Yeah, it is because of love I know me and Jesus is tight. It's because of my love I know Jesus is real. Because of my love, what do you mean, Pastor? Let's look at the book of John. uh, Chapter 13 says this. A new commandment I give to you. This is Jesus talking. That you love one another as I have loved you. That you also love one another. But this all will know, by this, excuse me, all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Wow. Wow, this commandment really wasn't a new commandment, but a new understanding of the scriptures. Jesus said this before. He said this, look here. You were taught that if you love your neighbor, you can hate your enemy. Jesus said, I came to change that thinking. Your mindset's off, amen. Jesus commanded that we, regarding love, presented this distinctively new standard for two reasons. For one, it was sacrificial love modeled after his love for us. He said, I need y'all to love each other. Why? Because I have loved you. Uh, I've been through the ringer with you. Judas, I know you're going to betray me, but I still love you. Pete, I know you're going to deny me, but I still love you. All y'all going to leave me when it's time when the rubber hit the road and everybody going to come to accuse me and, and judge me, drag me from judgment hall to judgment hall. I'm still going to love you. Y'all Pharisees and Sadducees, y'all lying on my name. I'm telling y'all to repent. I'm still going to love you. Jesus is saying because of this, y'all must know that because I have loved you, you have to love others. Amen. The second part is it produces the new covenant by transforming the power of the Holy Spirit. My God, my God. It is the Holy Spirit that allows you to love in a way you never knew to love before. It is the Holy Spirit that helps you to love people that sometimes seem unlovable. Jesus said, I'm helping you this. Verse 35, by this, I will know you are my disciples if you have love for one another. How is it that we are Christ's disciples and we can't love one another? How is it that we on the same team and we beefing? How is it we on the same scene with the sidelines and we hating on each other? Jesus said, no, the world got to see unity between y'all. The world has to see that we, that y'all all walk on the same page. Y'all all follow the same Lord. He said, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. And we all have to follow the same thing. It is by my love, your love for one another, the world will know you are my disciples. Amen. Amen. And, and another thing we got to download on our love is I love my enemies. Yeah, amen. Nobody want to talk about that. Amen. Praise God. I love my enemies. We've established that the law was built on two commandments. 
Love God and love your neighbor. The Ten Commandments are built on these two principles. The first half is about loving God. You should love the Lord thy God with all your heart. You should worship your God. Don't make no graven images. He's a jealous God. All these things are built on God. The second half is built on loving your neighbor. Honor your mother and father. Uh, do not covet. Do not commit adultery. Don't steal. All these things are about how you should treat another person. So everything is built on these two principles. Loving God and loving our neighbor. We're going to moonwalk real quick back to the gospel of Matthew. So here we are. We see Jesus giving the most powerful sermon known to man, the sermon on the mount. In Matthew chapter five, it says this. You have heard that it was said you shall love your enemy and hate your neighbor. This is Jesus questioning their theology. The Pharisees felt that they could love their neighbor and hate their enemy according to Leviticus 19 and 18. Which said this, you should not take vengeance nor bear any grudge against the children of your people, but you shall love your neighbor as yourself, for I am the Lord. Well, since they had to love their neighbor, they felt, well, since I got to love my neighbor, then I mean, I can hate my enemy. I got to love my neighbor. That's what it said. But because of that, I ain't, I ain't got to love my enemy. And, 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 and they're just like us. Guess what they do? They apply the Bible how they want to apply it. Amen. Amen. They use scripture how it benefits them. When it benefits me, I quote the scripture. When it don't, I don't want to hear the scripture. Amen. Uh, that's how we do. Praise God. The church needs some help. No, the whole word of God is the counsel. You got to take everything. You can't make and break and remix and do what you want to do with it. So what if God did that to us? Lady Thomas said this. What if Jesus said, you know what? The Jews will get saved, but the Gentiles, I don't want to fool with y'all. All of us are Gentiles. I mean, we're not Jewish descent. So we're Gentiles. So what if he just said, I'm saving Jews, but I ain't messing with the Gentiles. I don't need y'all. I'm just going to come for y'all. What if God did us like that? Thank God he didn't. He came and saved us out of our one-way ticket to hell. But God's word taught the people that, guess what? We should do good to their enemies also. Amen. Just like we do now, we must understand that some people want God how they want God. And it don't work like that. When you want God on your own terms, God will never show up. Wow. When you want God on your own view and your own peace, it'll never show up. It'll never work. Why? Because he didn't design it like that. We must conform to his image. Amen. Amen. So look at what Jesus says. But I say to you, love your enemies. Bless those who curse you. Do good to those who hate you. And pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. Amen. Whenever Jesus says, but I say to you, the challenge is coming. Amen. Yeah. Whenever he says, but I say to you, you got to put your big girl pants on, big boy pants. Yeah. Whenever he says that, why? Because the challenge is coming. He said, I say to you, love your enemies. Bless those who curse you. Can you do that? Because it's going to come a point in time where somebody going to curse you. He going to make sure it happens. Why? Because your heart got to get tested. The devil going to push buttons and prone and do all kinds of stuff. You're going to have to bless somebody that curses you. Guess what? You're going to have to do good to those who hate you. Amen. Jesus, you're going to have to do good to those who hate you. And trust me, Pastor, I, as much as I love the word of God, I didn't have to go through this in the last year. I didn't have to bless people that curse me. I didn't have to do good to those who hate me. And it's not the easiest thing in the world. I know it's words on paper, but it's not as easy as it seems. You got to pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. You got to pray for people that do wrong by you. You know how hard that is at times? Because people don't mean you no good. And because we are like who we are, we made a flesh. Our first thing in our mind, you do me, I'm going to do you. I'm here for it. I'm here for all of that. But God is saying, no, no, no. You got to pray for those who use you. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. But the reason I'm able to do that is because I love God. 
That's why you got to start with loving God first. Look at this. Look at what Jesus said. For if you though, for if you love those who love you, excuse me, 45, that you may be sons of your father in heaven. For he makes his son rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. Amen. The reason I'm able to love those who seem unlovable is because God loves them. Amen. He views them as souls. He views those as people that need to be saved. He views those still that they need me. They're alive. I can still work with them until they decide I can't work with them. So who am I to say, I'm going to cut you off because you, you ain't going right by me? Do you know when you get to heaven, you're going to see people that did you wrong? When you get to heaven, you're going to see people you did wrong. Praise God. Amen. Do, do, you, do you know that? Understand that. It's going to be some people you did wrong. They're going to look at you and how'd you get in here? Amen. And you're going to look at them and say, how'd you get in here? It's because God's grace. That's why we got to love those who do wrong because it's, it, the sun rises on the evil and the good and it rains on the just and the unjust amen so we gotta do good by all people because we don't know what God wanna do in their life and then Jesus puts this challenge in there for if you love those who love you what reward have you do not even the tax collectors do the same if you greet your brethren only what do you do more than others do? Not even the tax collectors do also. Wow. And I love this because it's easy to love people that already love us. That's the easy part of it. To love those that already love me, already have a soft spot for me in their heart. But God calls us to love the unlovable. He is our father because he did this. Check this out. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Which means while I was in my wrong, he died for me. So why wouldn't I show that same grace? To some other people, and of all the examples that Jesus used, he uses the tax collector. Those that have been rocking with me know about tax collectors. Those are the worst people in Israel. They were considered to be worse than the murderers, than the child molesters, the kidnaps, all that. Why? Because they took from their own people. They took the money that the Romans paid them to collect taxes from Jewish people. And they said, I'm going to take the Roman money. If Romans want 100, I'm going to charge 200. So I need 100 for me and 100 for the Romans. And they were their own people, the most hated and disliked group of all people. And even as bad as they were, as worse as they were, as jacked up as they were, they still love people that already love them. Right. So you mean you can't do better than that? The Bible is clear that if you are hungry, if your enemy is hungry, you are to give them bread. If your enemy is thirsty, you ought to give them water to drink. Amen. It says, by doing this, you will heap coals of fire on their head, and the Lord will reward you. My God, my God. Y'all want to be rewarded in here. That's cool. Amen. That it is a reward when I do good by my enemies. Okay. Okay. I'm going to help you out. All right. Yeah, yeah. Feeling it's cool. It's cool. Uh, I see this somewhere on television. Somebody was telling a story about a black woman who moved into the neighborhood in the 1960s. It was a predominantly white neighborhood, a black woman in the South, and she moved in in the 1960s. And her neighbor was a white woman and couldn't believe that this black woman had moved in her neighborhood. She was distraught. She was frustrated and upset about a black woman moving in her neighborhood. So every day the white woman would defecate in her yard. She would take it and put it in a bag and throw it in the, in the black woman's yard right in the front by her steps. Every day she would take a defecate in her yard and take it and put it, put it right there in the, in the black woman's yard every single day. So the black woman would have to smell this when she would go into her house. And she did it every day, nonstop. No matter what was going on, she did it to her. So, so, so one day, the white lady has a heart attack. She has a heart attack and now she's in the hospital. Lo and behold, the black woman comes to the hospital to visit her and she brings her a dozen, a dozen of the most beautiful roses she's ever seen. Oh, wow. And this white lady is like, hold up. 
I defecate it in your yard every day. I put it so you can smell it. I can't stand you. Why are you up here visiting me? That doesn't make any sense. Why are you up here talking to me and why would you bring me these beautiful roses? And a black woman said this. Well, I'm up here because I believe in my God. Amen. And he told me I must love my enemies. He told me I must pray for my enemies. So I'm up here to show love because this is what God told me I was through. And I got these beautiful roses because what you didn't see is that while you was doing defecation all in my yard, I planted roses when I first moved over there. Amen. And I planted these buds down here. And even though your defecation was all in my yard, it made them grow more beautiful, it made them grow more stronger, it made them grow more healthy. So the woman broke down and apologized. She said, because you've been putting this stuff in my yard, now I'm able to give you something more beautiful. Amen. All I'm trying to show you today is that God will reward you if you love your enemies. If somebody's throwing hate your way, it's cool to throw out the hate you got. God gonna give me some honor. You throwing shade my way, go ahead. God gonna throw me a new salary. You trying to block my blessings, please do it, because God got something better for me. Don't you know the Bible says this day? God will prepare a table for you in the presence of your enemies. That's why I love my haters. Thank you. When I got more haters, that means God wants to bless me more. I thank you for your hate. I thank you for all your shame because God is on his way to do something great in my life. Amen. Believe that. He said, I will reward you when you do right by your enemies. Amen. Don't think for a minute God isn't in heaven looking down saying, wow, they talk bad about her. They try to use her and abuse her. Is she still praying for him? She's still asking me to save them. I'm going to roar her. Man, look at that brother. They betrayed him. They lied on him. They tried to put dirt on his name. They tried to kick him to the curb. And he's still trying to love them in spite of. I'm going to reward him for that. Amen. Your enemies will be so messed up. And they don't know what to do. Why? Because God is blessing you. And the Bible says this, and I'm done. That when a man weighs, please the Lord. Even his enemies be at peace with him. Amen. Because I've shown my enemy so much love. And I've given all I had to God that even the worst of them, God said, I'm going to make them be at peace with you. Amen. They don't even know why they can't like you no more, but they can't like you no more. They just they decide, just, I, don't, I don't like them, but he cool. <laughs> I don't want food with them, but they straight. I, I can't hate them no more. Why? Because my ways is pleasing God. Amen. And there's no way I can love God. There's no way I can love my brother. And there's no way I can love my enemy unless first I love Jesus. Amen. This is not natural. You're not going to want to love your enemies. Who wants to love their enemies? Who wants to love people that do them wrong? Who wants to love some of our family members that do us wrong? Praise God. Who wants to love any of this stuff? I just want to love me and who I got in my circle. And that's cool. But if I just love those who are around me, my heart get cold. And God can't do nothing with a frozen heart. God needs your heart to be warm. God needs your heart to be open. Why? Because he might need to turn it. Because that person that's hating on you, that's throwing me in the enemy... Jesus. Amen. They don't even know why they upset. They don't even know why they jacked up because they don't have them. So if you got them, you got to show them to them. Amen. And plant that seed. It might not be you. It might not start, it might start with you, but it might end with somebody else. It may take three or four Christians showing love to this person, and they say, you know what? I finally get it. I've been tripping. I mean, did they come back and apologize to you years later? And you'd be like, wow. God, I didn't see that coming. It's because of the love and the seeds you've sown. Amen. Amen. Can we give God a praise in this place? Amen. We thank you, O oh God. We thank you, O oh God. We worship you and we praise you. And I just want to encourage you today that anything I'm talking about, the loving that God has, you can't do that without loving Jesus. There's no way possible. Nothing in your natural wants to make you love your enemies. 
Nothing shows this kind of love, this agape love, this unconditional love. It is only the love of Christ that's running through your heart. So if you have never given Jesus your heart, if you haven't been saved, I'm going to say today, let today be your day. Turn over a new leaf. Uh, this new creation church, and, and our symbol is a new leaf. It's a leaf in there because a leaf means change. And I love that because I got people at work saying, I'm going to turn over a new leaf. Amen. Praise God. It's Christmas time. Customers acting crazy. They got attitudes and all that all through the post office. And every time, I love it because now people are coming to me and things be hitting. They say, hey, boss, I'm going to turn over a new leaf. And I'm loving it. Praise God. Amen. And that's what God is saying to you today. Somebody needs to turn over a new leaf. You've been holding on to that hate too long. You've been giving this person rent in your mind for free. Driving you crazy. Yeah. And they might not even be thinking about you no more. You driving yourself crazy nuts worrying about what they doing. And they don't even care. God saying it's time to get free. So if you need to be free in Christ today. I don't know what you're standing in need of. I don't know. But I know God is here. And I know God loves you. If you know you need to renew your relationship with Christ. Or start one with Christ. Let today be your day. Amen. If you need to be saved. It's easy. All you got to do is tell them. I need to be saved, God. I need, I, I need you. I need you. God is saying, I'm here for that. That's what I want. If you need me, I'm there. If you need God, or maybe you are saved, and maybe you're just looking for a church home, whatever the case may be. We, we love you. We'd love to have you. Or maybe you need special prayer. I don't know what you're standing in the need of the day, but my prayer is every day that you never go back home the same. Amen. That you leave encouraged. That you leave inspired. That you leave ready to know that my relationship with Christ is intact. So if you need something from God, let today be your day. If you need something from God, don't hold back, young or old. God knows what's in your heart. He knows what you need. If you need anything from God today, whether it be special prayer, uh, renew your relationship, whatever the case it may be. Amen. Y'all know me. I don't, I don't, I don't make this too long, amen, because I can't scare nobody into heaven. And I can't scare nobody into a relationship with Christ. It's all, beat it on, it's all based on love. It's my love that produces obedience to God, amen. amen. So is there anybody before you, I don't, I don't want to miss you, but if you don't, if, before we get up out of here, does anybody need anything from Christ today? Anything? Amen. Hallelujah. Let's give God, you need something? Praise God. Come on, come on, come on. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Prayer. Praise God, praise God, praise God. I'm going to pray, man. Anybody praise God? Come on, my brother. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Is anybody else, whatever you stand in the need of, like I said, I don't. Y'all, y'all didn't know me. Know me. I don't rush it. But I don't want to keep you. I'm not keep you all here for seven hours trying to make you love Jesus. Amen. You want to make that decision yourself. Amen. But if you need them, whatever you need, whatever's going on in your life, if you need some prayer, if you ain't got no peace, I suggest you get up here, though. I will say that if you ain't got no peace, because my God gives me peace, amen. The Bible declares this, he gives us a peace that surpasses all understanding, amen. That people don't, can't even understand why I got peace. They don't understand, they don't know, they don't understand it, but God, because he is so good, I'm able to have this peace, amen. So if there's anybody else in there, amen, that, that, that you're battling with something, whatever the case may be, I'm going to ask you to come forth, amen, before I pray for you, young brothers, amen. Anybody else need anything from God? Praise 
church is a powerful church, amen. That is power in prayer. Y'all believe that, amen? amen? That is power in prayer, amen. That is, that, that, is, that is how we breathe and how we go before God. So we're going to invite God into our situations, amen. Can everybody stretch their hands up front? Close your eyes and bow your head at this time. Dear Heavenly Father, we come boldly to the throne of grace. Thanking you for strength and mercy in the time of need, Father God. I come right now, Father God, thanking you, O oh God. I'm able to go before your throne, O oh God. Go before the throne of grace, O oh God. As you said, you would give us strength and mercy in the time of need, Father God. We need some strength. I'm praying, O oh God, for my brothers today, Father God, in the name of Jesus, Father God, that you would touch them in a mighty way, O oh Lord. I pray right now, Father God, in the name of Jesus, O oh God. Thank you, O oh God, for their obedience for coming forth, O oh God. Thank you, O oh God, for them saying, Father God, I need you. Something in their heart crypto, oh God. And I thank you for that because your word says that you draw by your spirit, O oh God. That you draw us to you by your spirit. So I thank you for the Holy Spirit having his way in his place, Father God. So I come boldly for these brothers right now in the name of Jesus, O oh God. I pray Oh God, for finances right now in the name of Jesus, oh God, for jobs and jobs opened up, Father God, right now in the name of Jesus, oh God. I pray, Father God, right now, Father God, you begin to prepare our hearts for people, oh God. They need to meet you, they need to interview with, Father God. You begin to touch those things right now in the name of Jesus, oh God. I pray for provision, oh God, right now in the name of Jesus, oh God. And whatever they stand in the need of, Father God, you should ask and we shall receive, seek. And we shall find not, and the door shall be open unto us, Father God. So we come asking, seeking, and knocking, oh God. We are banging on the door of heaven, oh God, and asking, oh God. Right now, we are pleading, oh God, and making our petitions known what they stand in the need of right now in the name of Jesus, oh God. I pray for stability and strength right now in the name of Jesus, Father God. I pray, oh God, for strength, oh God. You said you would give us new hearts and new minds in the name of Jesus, Father God. So I pray, Father God, you touch them right now in their relationship with Christ, oh God, right now. And you give them strength, oh God. You said if any man be in Christ, even the new creation, oh things have passed away and behold all things become new Father God. I'm speaking new over their life right now in the name of Jesus oh God. I'm speaking new over their life right now in the name of Jesus oh God. Give them new strength oh God. New help oh God. New hearts oh God. New minds oh God. New positions oh God. New strength oh God. New everything Father God in the name of Jesus oh God. I pray oh God you begin to do a new thing in them Father God right now in the name of Jesus oh God. I come against the enemy right now Father God. I said the enemy has no power. He has no authority on them right now, Father God. They are blessed beyond measure, oh God. They are your sons, oh God. They are mighty men of God, mighty men of valor. We want to speak that into existence, amen, Father God. And they are strong men of God, oh God. They will be praying, men of God, oh God. They will be holy, men of God, right now in the name of Jesus, oh God. You said in the gate, I upon this rock, I shall build my church, and the gates of hell will prevail in the name of Jesus, oh God. So we thank you, oh God, upon this rock, oh God, that Jesus Christ is Lord, upon this rock that Christ is our Savior, that you have built your church, and you said the gates of hell will not prevail, oh God, so we tell every demon, every info, God, every person, oh God, anything that is not like you has tried to hold us down, hold us back, distract us, oh God, beat us down, oh God, keep us in bondage, oh God, whatever it may be, Father God, we come boldly and say it cannot be no more, Father God, we want to speak those things as if they were, Father God, we are speaking blessings over their life, we are speaking, oh God, a new future, oh God, we are praying, oh God, you are turning, oh God, the vehicle around, Father God, you are busting a U-turn right now, Father God, and never turn it back, oh God, to the 180 experience is coming in their life, Father God, that whatever was hindering them, whatever was hurting them, whatever was bothering them, oh God, in the name of Jesus, oh God, that they are turning back, oh God, they are doing a 180, oh God, and turning back and walking away from whatever it was in the name of Jesus. Bless them, oh God. Touch them, oh God. Their hearts and their minds, oh God. Begin to mold them, oh God, in what you have called them to be. Your word declares you are the potter and we are the clay, Father God. So you got to break them on down, oh God. Break them down to nothing, oh God. Break them down to nothing so you can build them up to be the man of God you called them to be. 
me, oh God. Mold them, oh God. Shake them, oh God. Bless them right now, oh God. Touch them right now, oh God. Mold them into what you have called them to be, oh God. Whatever the enemy said, he's a liar, oh God. Whatever he said they were, is a liar in the name of Jesus, oh God. We declare that he's a liar, and we send it back to the pits of hell in the name of Jesus, oh God. Whatever the world thinks they were, Father God. Whatever people see them, think they were, oh God. We're not talking about what they were. We're talking about what they are, oh God. What you called them to be, oh God. Mighty men of God. Men of vigilance. Men of prayer. Men of Good fathers, good future husbands, whatever they are, Father God, we believe it and we stand on it right now in the name of Jesus, oh God. Bless these brothers, oh God. Bless them, send them right now, Father God. I pray, oh God, you have your way in their life, oh God. Only as you can, I pray for a surrender, oh God, in the name of Jesus, oh God. They begin to submit to you, oh God. Surrender their heart, their mind, their emotions, their fears, their love. Submit everything. We declare white flags waving in the sanctuary, oh God. We declare surrender in this house, oh God. There will be a surrender spirit, oh God. We will surrender all of you, oh God. We will trust you like never before, oh God. We will trust you with every step of the way. We will trust you, oh God. We will thank you for every stumbling block. We will thank you, oh God. When they say they're not going right, we still want to thank you, oh God. In all things, give thanks, oh God. The Bible declares, in everything, give thanks. I will rejoice. In everything, give thanks, oh God. Even though it might seem bad, I'm going to give thanks because you got a bird's eye view, Father God. You see the whole picture, oh God. I thank you for being a God that sees the big picture, oh God. So I pray for your blessings upon them right now. Have your way, have your way, have your way, oh God. And everyone is out of our place, oh God. Bless us, oh God, to be what you have called us to be. And what you have called me to be, oh God. I declare that blessed, oh God. I declare that will be what you have called us to be. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. 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 Give God some praise in this place, amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, God. It's good. God is kind. Amen. And we give him glory. Amen. Amen. Can we give God glory one more time for being good and being kind and being what we have called him to be.